Does J.K. Rowling's transphobia ruin Harry Potter? No, it doesn't, because Harry Potter ruins itself. Welcome to Trope Confessions, the podcast where we discuss tropes, themes, and patterns in media and in the communities that surround them. Alright, are you you gonna confess to me? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Maggie. It's been a long couple of weeks. It really has. It it's been it's been I mean look it's been a long decade this year um <laughs> boy it sure has there's one of many of the catastrophes that has boiled up in recent weeks I mean there are so many yeah I mean some good things happening too the uh protests and everything but also generally there's people up to their regular tomfoolery on the internet and there's one one situation in particular that you know i've seen this moment coming for a long time and i just need to confess to you that i really hate jk rowling maggie that's not really a confession i i know sorry to build it up (laughs) i'm glad we're on Um, the same page that's just like a statement of how what it is to be a millennial yeah Is to just feel utterly betrayed by someone you used to admire completely. (laughs) So today on Trope Confessions, we're going to be just talking about how J.K. Rowling is bad. You could call this a bonus episode, but uh, I think it was always our intention to explore authorial intent at some point and uh, the the way that post-fact edits to narrative can change the narrative and uh and so it really it wasn't what we had planned today but we just we have to talk about it it's been a a roller coaster for harry potter fans uh, a rolling coaster a rolling coaster that is amazing (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so uh for anyone who has been lucky enough to be spared from this narrative J.K. Rowling, acclaimed author of Harry Potter uh, and the probably the richest woman on the planet, um, probably. or one of them at least, has decided to take this particular moment in history to use her ins- insanely large platform not to lift up uh, the Black Lives Matter movement or to actually do anything that makes a damn difference in the world. But to oh, I think instead... it might make a difference in the world. <laughs> but not yeah. the way that we well, want it okay. to. I mean, like, a, a good, good <laughs> type of difference. To improve the world. To improve the world. She's spewing uh, vitriolic, transphobic bullshit on Twitter (laughs) and I know that I don't know if you want to speak to kind of like what she's been up to uh, if we want to kind of go into the history of her acting kind of crazy on Twitter Um, yeah I don't know where we where we kind of want to begin you know what I had forgotten about her quote unquote senior moment until we watched that video essay um so a few years ago 
JK Rowling liked a couple of tweets on on her Twitter timeline that suggested that she may agree with people who held transphobic viewpoints. And her publicist smoothed over this fact by saying that she had accidentally liked them or something. And so the whole internet was collectively kind of like, oh, that seems pretty sketchy, JK Rowling, but okay, you know what? We love you and we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And um, we're going we're gonna to accept the idea that you had a senior moment and accidentally liked tweets that say horrible things about members of your fan base. Just to clarify for anyone who may not be um, up on the lingo around transphobia, there is a strain of belief called trans-exclusionary radical feminism, which basically proposes the idea that trans women are not women and they don't get to be treated like women. And she liked some tweets um, that uh, seems to espouse this viewpoint. And uh, just to be clear, if you aren't a Twitter user, when you like tweets, they show up on your followers' timelines. A like of a tweet is often seen as a, an implicit endorsement. That's just the way the platform works. Because yes. it does spread the message to your followers. Yeah, exactly. Um, and one other lingo note for those who don't necessarily follow the news about this, that trans-exclusionary radical feminist is often shortened to the word TERF, TERF uh, yeah. which those individuals who align with that belief system like, like to claim that TERF is a slur, which I would argue that it's not. I just don't see how it can be a slur to say to someone, you are excluding trans women from from your activism. You are a trans-exclusionary feminist. That's yes. what you are. <laughs> yeah. So she has this senior moment. This was, what, like two or three years ago? Um, so then fast forward to November, December of 2019. J.K. Rowling had been off of Twitter for a while she hadn't been engaging on the platform in a long time and then she decided to reappear on twitter to come to the defense of this woman named uh mia forstatter i believe is her name who is this uh english woman who who was a contract worker whose contract for this job was not renewed because she had been espousing transphobic beliefs on Twitter and was specifically targeting a uh, transgender co-worker, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was someone that she worked with. Yeah. It wasn't just that this woman was, like, espousing beliefs sort of in the abstract. She was actually, like, she was saying something nasty about someone that she worked with. And so when her contract was up and these tweets came to light, her employer decided not to renew her contract. Right. Right. Again, J.K. Rowling had not been been active online for for quite some time, and this she breaks her was, silence right, to to defend this. So you know there was kind of this fury online, and then you know, and some people like very thoughtfully engaging her and trying to disabuse her of this of this notion that uh, if trans women are actually considered women then the meaning of biological sex is becomes meaningless it loses its meaning 
Uh, and that's that her, that's JKR. That's JKR's argument. Yes. Right? That she, she's like she's saying that if you that you if you let trans women into women's spaces or if you accept trans women as women that you are in some way denying biological sex. Which just just for the record, as a, as a queer person, as a non-binary person, I'm not saying that. We're not saying that. No one is no. saying that. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that yeah, we definitely should. Um, we and I think we we will reiterate this point probably multiple times throughout this episode. But we do not agree with J.K. Rowling. We do not think that uh, any of these things that she has been saying are correct or just or any anything like that. So um, yeah, well, it's not it's not this. even that we disagree with her. It's that she she has built up an enemy in her mind that she's arguing against that doesn't actually accurately represent the viewpoint of the trans community, the queer community yes. or trans women or feminists and uh, people who accept trans women. She she is arguing against a against a fallacious enemy or a fallacious yeah. opponent. Um, yeah. So it's not just that it's not just that we think that she's like you know that, that the beliefs that she's holding are harmful. It's that we as as queer people don't think that her arguments against trans people make sense. Like she is, right. yeah, not yeah. By the way, yeah. she did that. Did the hashtag I stand with Maya? Mm-hmm. That was in December. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like a lot, really long time ago. I mean, also yeah, pretty recent. Yeah, and then her other ones were in March of 2018, so like two years ago. Okay. But that, I mean, December feels like a thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I do. I I I recall that there was some outcry about about that in December when she yeah. took that stance. Um, but just kind of nothing really compared to the outrage that we've seen recently. So right. fast forward from December to June uh, of 2020, the tweet that kind of blew up was her reposting this article about um, menstrual health, uh, I, I think. And she probably put thought that this tweet was really funny but she was basically like people who menstruate in quotes there used to be a word for that and um you know it really just devolved from there to the point where then a couple days after all of these twitter arguments she was having with her fans many of whom were very kindly trying to engage her in dialogue about why it was harmful for her to be espousing these beliefs in the way that she was to her 14 million people. She's having this shouting match in front of, and then (laughs) she just uh, doubles down on this and writes this essay on her website to try and defend defend herself essentially and to say i love trans people but here's two full pages of the reason that i my womanhood is threatened by considering trans women women and to me like the 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 kicker of like what i thought was so 
so insulting and upsetting about this was that when it came down to it, she, the argument that she used was the bathroom argument of saying if the bathroom trans if if trans women can use the women's bathroom that just gives any man the opportunity to say well i identify as a woman i and to go into a woman's bathroom and attack her or take advantage of that of that space and um and just you know the taking away of the safety of of women's spaces because when you read between the lines, she thinks that trans women are men. Right. And it it was so, so upsetting to read, to to read that and, and to, you know, as I had, I have for a long time since almost since the series ended have been kind of deconstructing my adoration of her where you know mm-hmm. at first it came in kind of drips and drabs of like oh she said this thing or did this did something that i'm like oh that that just makes me feel a little weird that this person who wrote this series that i love and who i considered a role model um was acting that way and just and it's the the drips soon became a deluge of <laughs> real problematic shit <laughs> <laughs> good good use of the word deluge there. I Thank like you. Thank you. Did I say I feel like I pronounced it weird, but Are we gonna do this again? Yeah. That's just okay. gonna be like a bit in every episode. <laughs> like how do I pronounce this word? I think that you said it right. Del deluge. 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 We both said it wrong. Okay, deluge. Weird. Wait, how is that how you say that? I've been reading that in my head wrong for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. That'll be another another Deluge. moral of the podcast is... Um, Do we pronounce words we're wrong? Because we're readers. Learning all of the words that we have only read in books and actually say incorrect. So what were some of the earlier warning signs that you noticed about J.K. Rowling? Because I don't even really remember being aware of this until suddenly I was like, cool... My face is problematic. Bad. Yeah. Uh, honestly, and this, I, I truly am not, like, trying to rewrite history here, but when she at, I don't know, it wasn't even, Wait, like, Wait, I'm totally conference. wrong. I'm completely misremembering things, because you know what? We've already talked about this. The moment that she was, like, Hufflepuff's group masturbate, I was like... Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I yeah, okay. Apparently my memory has failed me. She It's okay. She's just yeah, you're right. She's been editorializing Harry Potter for long enough that I think we both were starting to be like Ah uh. Yeah. And I mean she's yeah. this before the transphobia, she was already the subject of many an internet essay regarding the topic of authorial intent, death of the author. Yeah. And and I think just um honestly her very first extra textual claiming of, of representation. Exactly. Yeah. Like, honestly, like at that moment it was, and, and this was not, you know, I think we were probably like seniors in high school at that point, juniors or seniors in high school. When she said that, I think, 
I can't remember how how soon after the book came out, the last book came out, that she said that. But I, I just remember <laughs> thinking, why didn't you include that in the book if you're going to... If you're going to claim, and, and I think that there was part of me, you know, as a young person. You're, it was 2009, you know, so you were right. So okay. You were seniors, yeah, so, so yeah. I was like mm-hmm. 18. So I like, I think there was part of me that kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt of like, okay, maybe she had an editor or, pub, or the publisher didn't yeah. want to, want to, didn't, wouldn't allow her to explore the related the uh you know the um queer relationship in the story which you know for late 90s early aughts i guess i can understand i could i can understand that so i kind of that would have been relatively like, progressive at the time yeah yes um and and i think that at that point people thought oh this is this, this is so brave <laughs> that after my best-selling series is complete I can an- make this announcement and claim of, of representation without actually endangering my book sales because I've already right. sold so many of them and I don't have any more books coming out. Right. Well, and so I, I even remember hearing people make the argument at the time, like, you know what? It's actually nice to have a gay character that I look up to and adore whose story doesn't solely revolve around being gay. Like, gay people have lives outside of just being gay. That's not their whole identity. And I remember, like, hearing people make that argument and being kind of like, you know, like, okay, yeah, I could be persuaded by that. And of course, at the time, like, I wasn't out. I wasn't even out to myself. I wasn't, you know. Like, so if someone told me, like, I like that Dumbledore's gay, and it's fine that it wasn't in the books. I was definitely like, uh, all right, you know better than I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, so, I, and then, but I think there was always that little bit of that that kind of, like, stuck with me. If I'm like, I just kind of wondered, like, why, especially, you know, okay, you've proven six books in that you are an insane success story. So why not give, you know, give that story just a little bit of page time in your 800 page book Mm -hmm. to like show, I don't know. So there was that. And then (laughs) I think that it was like, as we went through college and JK Rowling got Twitter and um, (laughs) just, it was, you know, every so often it was, it would pop up that J.K. Rowling made this extra textual announcement on Twitter. Or I think Pottermore gave a platform to this where she could continue yeah. the series in a formalized way. Where basically, you know, basically she is still making herself the author- the utmost authority on the story, including things that happened after the book was over, uh, at, you know, outside of the text of the story. And really, even though she was very encouraging of the fan involvement throughout the publishing run of Harry Potter, because um, I do think that it needs to be said that, like, her encouragement or not necessarily encouragement but her kind of allowing fan works to exist as long as they 
weren't actually making money off of their fa- of their fan fiction or anything like that did really change the landscape quite a bit for um, fan culture. And that is that's great. I all but also she has since the end the end of the series, and I think especially in the last five to eight like yeah, like five to eight years has really, taken to you know oh i have something to promote so i'm gonna like go on twitter and just reveal things about harry potter to promote my adult thriller novel or something or yeah to promote the cursed child or the fantastic beast films and it it does seem i feel like it does kind of coincide with that but also it takes away a little bit of the of what is cool about the fan culture of harry potter where people could just make up, you know, make a place for themselves in the world of Hogwarts and, and everything like that. And, and feel like, oh, I have a place in this world, especially as like a teenager, perhaps not feeling like you do have a a place, a safe place in the world to just exist and be yourself, which I think is part of what makes her transphobic remarks and beliefs right. so right. damaging and so upsetting to so many right. of her fans. I mean, so many of us felt like we were unusual people who were just yeah. waiting for our Harry Potter letter to arrive on our 11th birthday. And, you know, and it goes without saying that a lot of people who feel different as a young kid and don't know why grow up to realize that they're queer. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to make... An additional point, which is that her outing Dumbledore as gay in 2009 was really not that problematic in some way, because for the time, you know, it, it was, it was in fact, it was like kind of like, cool, it's like, oh, okay, cool, this character is gay. But then for her to go on and be involved in the making of these films that represented Dumbledore as a young man and completely leave out this element that she had said existed, I think yeah. really speaks to her cowardice. I mean, either you care about your character, including your gay character, or you, or you don't. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And so when did the, when did the more recent films come out? I mean, you know, as as recently as like two years ago, right? Like, I mean. Yeah, I, I think actually the the I think the the film was the Crimes of Grindelwald. I think was the last. Fantastic I didn't watch them. Movie. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, it's you're, it's fine. Um, <laughs> did you watch them? I so I watched the first one. Um, okay, I watched and, the first one too, and I was so angry about. All right, spoilers for the first Fantastic Beast film. Who if cares? You, you know, skip ahead if you don't want to know. When Grindelwald ended up being fucking Johnny Depp at the end, like he turned into <laughs> Johnny Depp. I'm like, why couldn't you just give Colin Farrell white hair or something? Like, I don't understand. This is so stupid. I just I I don't like I don't like Johnny Depp. This was after all of his problematic background. And I, I also think that there are so many amazing actors, English actors that were not included in the right. original Harry Potter movies that you could have hired. Yeah. Why not keep Colin Farrell in that role? I don't under I don't understand. It was 
this is a whole other rant. I don't need to go into it right now. That movie came out, I think, in, like, 2017 or 2018. And I'm pretty sure The Crimes of Grindelwald came out, like, this past holiday season. So maybe people were watching it while you and I saw Cats. I think we spent our time better. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I had a great time. Um, But anyway, um, yeah, I think that there was a lot of... I mean, you could call it cowardice. I think you could also just say that she was claiming representation for the attention or the the kind of um, ally points, I guess. Yeah, I think that way, she wanted like, the brownie. I think she wanted the brownie points, and I don't think that yeah. she was ever really committed to the idea of telling a queer story. And I don't think she ever no. has been. And I don't think that she's brave enough. No, I yeah, I don't either. And and I, I mean and the fact that she you know forcibly paired up all of her main characters into straight relationships like when they're eighteen and then was like these relationships last forever and go on to produce lots of good little heterosexual children. I mean it's just like like why why yeah. did they have to like did they have to end up with each, like look the like heterogeneity of Harry Potter. It, these poor children have literally just fought a war and the way that you decide to end their arcs is by saying it's all okay because they got to have middle class or even upper class i mean harry's basically some kind of you know noble or whatever yeah they got to have normal they got to have children and that makes everything okay yeah. I mean that I mean that's such a And Harry becomes a wizard cop, which just doesn't seem like it doesn't track with his character at all. He would definitely be a professor at Hogwarts, right? Like You think so? I think he would become the Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. Yeah, that's fair. Because I, I, I think that's probably right. You know, he would be the one to break the curse of that position. And yeah. Oh my god, you're I, right. It's like that position was cursed for his... You're right. She like set it up for him to be that character and then she just was like, la la la. Yeah. Right. Nope. He becomes a wizard <laughs> cop. Yeah, so here's where so, I would like to articulate a point that I've seen made um, really well by a lot of people on the internet that, but that I still think is worth... Um, that I, th- I think is worth making, which is that people, some people are asking, does J.K. Rowling's transphobia ruin Harry Potter? And I'm going to go out on a, on a limb here, and I'm going to say, no, it doesn't, because Harry Potter ruins itself. And yes. that's, that's the tea we're going to spill. Let's, all right, all right, I'm ready. Um, I have a, a mug that is waiting for you to spill this tea into. <laughs> I don't think that's how spilling tea works. Okay, I want to oh, say yeah. I want to say a few things that have always really bothered me about Harry Potter, and they bothered me before all of this came out. But now that we're here, I'm just gonna put it out there. This was part one of a special two-part bonus episode about J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter. Please stay tuned because we have a lot more to say. We are on. Twitter at TropeConPod, and we are on Instagram at TropeConfessionsPod, on Tumblr at TropeConfessionsPod, 
as well. Um, or you can send us an email if you have thoughts about the episode, if you want to fight us about our opinions on J.K. Rowling. Please uh, fight you us. Can, yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> you can email <laughs> us at uh, tropeconfessions at gmail.com. Um, and you can follow me personally at the Magpie Reads on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at I am Aguire on Twitter, Instagram, and you're even welcome to follow me on Tumblr if you so choose. Uh, A-Y-A-M-A-G-U-I-R-E. I am Aguire. Alright. Signing off, this is your OTP, Maggie and 